Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. You're listening to episode 148. Yes, 148. How long have you been with me? Have you been with me since the beginning? Uh, and what I mean by that, I appreciate those who go back and listen to all of them from the beginning. But how many of you have been kind of along for the ride since the beginning? We've been two years, 2011. It's been a long time. What a transformation Kickstarter has done since we got this thing going. You know, in 2011, there was $2 million successfully funded to board games. I created this podcast mainly targeted at board games, but it's not always about board games because now there's so many fascinating things out there. But board games continues to be a strong driver of activity. And if you haven't noticed, there's been not some necessarily good news. The doom that came to Atlantic City, $122,000. Poof, it's gone. Sorry, I spent the money. We're going to have a guest to talk about that on another show, but it's got some bad publicity. But let's talk about some good things. Let's go ahead and turn to our guest. My guest today on the show is somebody who I have recently met, but they, they have hit a niche that I have felt was needed out there, and I think that you felt it as well. Uh, most of the listeners are board gamers. Most of you have a project that you want to put on Kickstarter, or you've supported on Kickstarter, or you've something around Kickstarter and board games. And my guest, Jarek Smith, uh, has created a site to actually do reviews of prototypes for board games, which is one of the greatest challenges that people are always running into is because they can't get anybody to look at their Kickstarter prototype because they don't review prototypes. So I thought, let's have Jarek on the show and, and have him tell us all about what he's doing. Jarek, welcome to Funding the Dream. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's good to be here. Okay, so let's talk about, first of all, uh, how long, so uh, the website. Let's make sure that we tell people up front and at the end, this new website that you've launched about this game review site. What's it called? It's called GotGameTesters.com. Uh, it's a website where um, we're trying to build uh, a repertoire for people to be able to see, uh, specifically Kickstarter games at this point, but any kind of um, game that it, designers are building and need play-tested. Okay, so it isn't just Kickstarter. It can be any, anything. So I'm seeing like Protospiel and um, Unpub, some of these sites where you can go to a, uh, a convention for unpublished games. You're kind of like saying, okay, you can go to the convention, get people to look at it. Hey, send it to us, and we'll actually do – do you do a review, a video review of the, of the game? I do, yeah. So what we'll do is we'll take the game from them, and, and uh, whether it be a print-and-play or an actual prototype that they have, We'll play test the game several times over with uh, many different people, and then I'll bring on a co-host um, each and every show, and we'll get uh, our opinions on what we like about the game, uh, what we would prefer to see in the game, and probably what uh, most viewers or most gamers are looking um, out of this game. So how could it be improved? So. How long have you been doing this? Um, not very long. We've, uh, we're not even two months old uh, from since our first video. Um, this idea is actually not even three months old. So once we thought it thought it up, we thought, you know, we got to get this going because there's nobody out there. Uh, I got on a couple of board game designer forums and found out no one was playtesting each other's games because they were all too busy designing their own. So I thought someone's got to do it. Great idea. Great idea. And like I said uh, during the introduction, yeah, I think uh, it's certainly been needed because most reviewers out there aren't willing to touch a prototype or an untested or unfinished game. So... What So in the last two or three months that got you going on this, what is it that you're looking for? When somebody wants to send you a game, can they send it to you at any stage of the development? 
We prefer that it's a uh, later part of the stage in development, simply because um, if you haven't playtested it yourself, obviously there's going to be tons of things that are wrong, and, and we just don't want to bag on your, or um, basically tear apart your game uh, on video. And so we prefer that it's in a later stage, uh, simply so that way viewers themselves can have an idea, okay, this game's coming up, and so they can keep an eye out for it on Kickstarter. And so we try to get games um, that are going out uh, pretty soon. Uh, we had... One of our videos, Hydros, isn't coming up in Kickstarter until the beginning of next year. So uh, that's kind of what we're doing is we, we prefer it's later on, but we'll take it in any stage at this point. So when you say later on um, and they should play test, I guess I hadn't really thought about that. Because if they haven't play tested themselves, they send it to you, you're going to have to point out the inconsistencies, the broken mechanics. Uh, because that's the, obvious, what, things, the yeah. obvious things. And if they haven't gotten those obvious things out of the way, it's hard to focus on the positive if there's some glaring deficiencies that you can't just get past. Right. And so th that's why we, we say bring it to us later because there's always going to be something, a preference maybe uh, between the designer and the gamer, how they want the game played. Uh, and that's always going to, going to be there up until the last minute that they decide to publish the game. However, what we're trying to do is get those last minute uh, rule book typos or inconsistencies. Um, that's usually the number one is rule book issues, but uh, maybe even um, different types of components to the game and such or how to simplify um, the, the rules in general. So if I want, if I had a game, I could, could I just send you the rules? You can send, well, obviously, you can send me the rules and I can critique it, but I won't do a video on it uh, because there's nothing to show. Right. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't have a problem reading your rules and then sending you back uh, some, you know, some note, notes on how to fix it and things like that um, because it's, Explaining yeah. rules has kind of become an art at this point. Yeah. It really has. And I'm thinking, as I'm watching these Kickstarter projects, um, I think the artwork, people have really addressed the artwork. So many of the games are coming in with professional-grade art. Uh, a lot of them have addressed the mechanics, the components. But, man, when it comes to writing rules, that seems to be a lost art. Would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. Yes, yes, what, yes, yes. What makes it so hard? I don't know. Um, that's interesting because just lately I got this game. Uh, they had a Kickstarter and it failed. It didn't even get to 50%, unfortunately. But um, I won't mention it so they don't feel embarrassed. But the, the rules themselves, when, I, when they sent me the game, they were super excited about it. And sometimes designers kind of, especially if it's their first game, they call it their baby. And so they, they get really attached to it. And I think they overlook very quickly those uh, small details or those major details and rules um, that, that other people find very very obvious and so this one gentleman he sent me a rule book that you know sometimes there's reference pages so it's an easy quick reference in a game well this guy had about five different reference pages so it's not really a reference page anymore it's an you know you have to keep them in order and you're shuffling through all these reference pages and, and you might as well have just made it uh, an entire rule book for all these pages so and i mean the typos were just horrendous at that point but and and that's an interesting thing um I'm going to tell my listening audience, um, I have received job applications from people who have wanted to come to work for me in my other industries, my other businesses. And I got to tell you, when I get a job application and it's rife with spelling errors and typos, I, I can't in good faith even consider that person. And I know that sounds terrible, but I can't get past it. I can't, it's like, look, if you can't even hand it off to somebody, your wife or your husband or somebody, and look at it, uh, don't be sending it to me for me to make a, a value judgment on your employment. And I use that example because it's the same thing with, with rules, right? Uh, if you pick it up and it's poor formatting, poor editing, typos, grammar, 
it just it's really hard to believe that the rest of the game is a high caliber uh, endeavor. Right, and it only takes one person that's not yourself to read the rules to catch it all. Uh, at least those major typos. So if they if they just handed it off to one other person, I'm sure they would have found most of the major issues. And the secret that I've told people uh, when it comes to writing, because I do a lot of writing, and I'm not I, I'm not perfect, but I try my best, uh, and that is read it out loud. And oh yeah. Because inside your head, you're actually saying the word that you think it's supposed to be, and not the word that it actually is. And so if you read it out loud. Oftentimes, your own ear can hear some of those inconsistencies. So that's uh, some advice that I'll give to would-be rules writers. Yeah, and uh, actually, when we play test, um, we try to get everybody to sit at the table, and myself and someone else, I'll read the rules out loud to everybody. The first time that I read the rules, I'll read them out loud to everybody. One other person will watch me read them so I don't mess up while I'm reading it, and then two other people will simply listen to see if it all makes sense. How and interesting. So, How interesting. Yeah. That's and so. so that's, so tell us about Got Game Testers. I know. It's probably the worst name that someone uh, can come up with for a website. But... And guess what? Nobody else had it, right? Right. That's right. <laughs> That's true. So anyway. Got Game Testers. And what's the dream here? What is it you're trying to accomplish? Oh, the dream. Uh, that could take hours. Let me give you a, try to give a 30-second version. The 30-second version is we want to be able to make the gaming industry run smoother than it already is. Doing so by saying, here's a game before it's published uh, by a designer, and because a lot of professional designers um, get their games published, but the average freelancer doesn't. So we'll take freelancer or professional games, we'll look at them, and then we'll show the public, and the public can simply say yay or nay uh, by, by saying we're interested in this game or we're not. And there could be games that are excellent and they're just not interested. And so that way, if the public says they're interested, a publisher doesn't have to go through game after game after game that professionals or freelancers are handing them to simply look at this video, see the number of interested um, people by the comments or by a like or something, and then they can um, just contact the designer themselves and cut out all of this time wasted because obviously the public's already interested in the game just by looking at the video. Does that make sense? I don't know if that was clear enough. It does. It does. So what you're doing is you're helping um, publisher. So a designer sends you a game. You do a video review of this prototype. Then based on the video that you've created and the number of followers, listeners, watches, comments, the publisher can say, ah, this seems to have a bit of a following. Correct. But, but Jerick, i got to ask you, wouldn't you pick that up already? I guess you're doing this before Kickstarter even comes along too, aren't you? Before it That's even gets right. on Kickstarter. Exactly, because... If I can get a review out for them, um, that'll give some that'll give other people a second opinion on on the game itself. And personally, I think, I, at least in my case, um, I like to see second opinions on these games because they can have great Kickstarter videos, and then they could be only you know okay games. And we've heard a lot of complaints lately um, over the media that there are so many games that come out of Kickstarter that are just mediocre to bad, and uh, and. Then again, there are really great games that don't even get funded. For example, um, I just played a game today called Ordus, uh, and we did a video on it, and it was a fantastic game, and only got about fifty-two percent before it closed. So it's, which is interesting to me. But what's that one called? Ordus, O R T U S. Okay, so Ordus. So we're going to recommend to Ordus because I assume they're listening. Everybody listens. We're going to assume that they're listening. We're going to tell them relaunch the game, retweak it. 
give Jarek right. a call, right? Reach out to you. You're going to give them some advice, and they can retweak that, relaunch that. Because just because you failed on Kickstarter, I always consider that a positive. Yes, you'd like to fund, but guess what? You just learned a whole lot of stuff about your game. Right, yeah. So you're going to so- you're going to help them uh, relaunch this then, or or in essence, not in this case, but you help people figure out how to avoid that stumble up front. Exactly, mm-hmm. that's correct. Well, and and uh, right, that's basically it. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a pointless. No, no, that works. So you've been doing it. So I see that you've got uh, you got four episodes up, right? Yeah, we're fifth one will go up by tomorrow. <laughs> and so and people can it's called gotgametesters.com and so uh, how does somebody okay I've got a game I don't but I've got a game and I'm listening I've got a game and I'd love to have you play test it and make a video for it so what do, what, what do I do you can go straight to our website uh, we've got a, a section to the, the nice little tab really big it says contact us and you can send us an email and then I can give you uh, if you've got a game ready for us we'll send you our, our information so you can send us a game uh, we have a playtest. Uh, we have a Facebook group called Playtest HQ that you can look up. If you don't want just us to playtest the game, if it's kind of an earlier stage, you could put it up on Playtest HQ. Um, we accept everybody, and you can and have more than just myself playtest games, and it gives everybody a chance to playtest. So you must. You obviously don't playtest these by yourself. Uh, no, not just by myself. Yeah. Right. And uh, your wife help you out. Um, she'd rather not, <laughs> but, uh, but I've got several of friends in the area that are huge into gaming and I'm just finding more and more in the area as time goes on. And thanks to Playtest HQ, um, we've been finding more people as well that are interested in playing games and, and just the love of games alone will get them to play test. So. Sure. And you're located, just so people know, you're located in Rexburg, Idaho. Yeah. Um, your, your address is actually on the website. So if people want to stop by and say hi, they can knock on your door. Yeah, <laughs> probably not the best idea, but <laughs> if they didn't like your play test, that's where they can find you. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so these it. these first games that you've play tested, how did you find them? Um, the the first ones, I just kind of contacted them, and said, "Hey, I've, you know, I'd, I'd like to play test your game, um, but uh, some were skeptical. They wanted to see more videos, and I, and I thought that was totally respectable. But after a while." Um, like after not three, no, four videos. After the fourth video, I've stopped having to ask people, and everyone's contacting me at this point. So, uh, just just yesterday, I got uh, six games in. So we are definitely loaded and ready to go for the next month or so. This is great, and I, I'm seeing this. Yeah, um, you're, for just being starting out, your first one here, episode one, you're up. Uh, I've got th- almost 350 views, which is not bad for just uh, having just launched. Right, and uh, personally, it's not my favorite either, but um, they're, they're getting better with time. I bet they're they still- are, uh, j- just like my podcast. I'm getting, <laughs> my guests are getting better and better. You've been great. Appreciate uh, it. Any advice that you'd like to give out? Uh, we're just about out of time. Any advice that you want to give out to any would-be game designers who are uh, working on their game? What are some obvious problems you see? We just talked about the rule book. Right. Some o- other obvious issues, either with the rule book or with other aspects of the game? Uh. I guess the the first thing is do send out for play te- blind play tests so other people that you don't know send it out to them. Second of all, do not get attached to your first game. If you're really attached to your first game, and I think you've said this before yourself, um, just move on. Go to your second game, build one. Uh, I like to say build five games first. Build a card game, build a dice game, build a board game. 
then build a mix of all three, and then build that game that you really want to do. And then after you've built all those and refined them, then you've got experience and you're not nearly as attached. And that's probably the number one issue is because people, when they make it their game and they make, quote-unquote, their baby, then they start to make really silly mistakes and they cannot take criticism. And that's the number one most valuable thing that they can take. You know, I think that's great advice uh, because I think we're blinded by the outliers, by those individuals who are out there who their first game they've ever created goes on the market and bam, it suddenly is doing two, three, four hundred thousand dollars and everybody's like, yeah, my game's just like his. And I think uh, we need to remember that those are such a rarity. Yeah. That you need to, I, I love that advice. Um, just those first four or five. Just create them, chuck them, and then move on because you're just getting closer to that one that's going to be a, a gold mine for you. Right. And okay. try the different types too, like I said. The, the dice, the card, the board, and then a mix of all three. So, What's your favorite? What's my favorite what? Of the, of the dice, card, board. Which one do you like to play? Uh, I've got favorites in each category. Personally, I think I would rather have a board, board, card, dice mix. You know, But yeah. in, uh, having a board there... Um, it's much more thrilling than just having a bunch of cards or dice. And do you have a recent uh, favorite game that you guys like to play? Expedite. Actually, um, this one was a Kickstarter, uh, and it and it, it passed. It, it, um, it got funded, uh, as you will, but it is amazing. It Everyone calls it, as a joke, Ticket to Fly as opposed to Ticket to Ride because it's about airplanes making hubs across the world. And you know what? It has a lot of Ticket to Ride similarities, but it is so much better. I am ready to throw Ticket to Ride out the window, and it's, it amazes me. It'll never be as big and popular as Ticket to Ride, unfortunately, but to anyone out there who's willing to try something that is not Ticket to Ride, uh, try Expedite. It's only $30 on Amazon. It's not, it's not expensive. Um, the card quality didn't get up as high as they wanted because of the stretch goals weren't reached, but um, it is to me, it just takes Ticket to Ride to a whole new level, and I like, you know. Excellent. That's a great piece of uh, final advice there. Expedite. We'll go ahead and take a look at that. Uh, that sounds like fun. I might have to get that and add it to my game library behind me. So I uh, might have to do that. Although I do enjoy Ticket to Ride too. And yeah, we're going to do a video on it. Uh, sorry. Um, we're going to do a video on it really quick. Uh, and I know it's an already published game, but the reason why we're doing it is because he's coming out with a North America version. So he'll be kickstarting that one as well. Um, so kind of as a prelude to the game. Well, sounds great. Uh, any idea when's, when's that one coming out? I have no idea. All right. We'll watch yeah. for it. We'll, you'll <laughs> yeah. alert us, and we'll, uh, we'll be sure to watch for that one. Yeah. We'll Jarek, Jarek, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about gotgametesters.com and kind of what you're doing. I really I appreciate the effort you're putting into it because it, uh, it's certainly needed, and, and I think a lot of people are going to benefit from it. I, I hope so, yeah. I appreciate being on the show. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guest has been Jarek Smith. He's the founder of GotGameTesters.com. If you've got a game prototype in the late stages and you're looking for some uh, playtesters to take a look at it, not only will he and his group playtest it, they will make a video of it and actually advertise that video to drive a lot of awareness for your game in the early stages of development. So when it gets ready to be on Kickstarter, it can be a success. Hopefully you've heard something inspiring. I think uh, I have. This is uh, inspiring. It's always nice to see somebody else helping out the community. We're looking forward to seeing your project on Kickstarter so you can fund your dream. Thanks for listening. Take care.